Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Valley Talks. I am Abby Stout, and I'm currently a public relations student at Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania, and I'm a summer intern for Lehigh Valley with Love Media. I'm recording this podcast as part of my internship, and I'm really hoping to get to explore a bunch of really interesting stories around the Lehigh Valley and also to explore a lot of the things that I think make this area so interesting and special. Today, I got to speak to the Bradbury Sullivan LGBTQ Community Center, and we got to talk about all sorts of really cool things like how Pride got planned and events that are coming up in the not too distant future. And you know what? I think I will let the rest of this podcast do the talking for me um i hope you enjoy let's introduce ourselves hi <laughs> i'm steven Mall. i use he him pronouns and i am the director of communications and marketing at bradbury sullivan lgbt community center um i guess really quickly my experience so i joined the center uh right after the 2020 election um and i've been working on just kind of uh getting our message out and letting people know that we're here we're queer um and that we do stuff uh way beyond lehigh valley pride there's just an immense amount of work that we do uh, and it's kind of uh part of my role to to let folks know that we're here yes and my name is eric yoke my pronouns are he him his and i actually moved up here in march but i have a vast background of working with the LGBTQ community. I got started in Eastern Kentucky whenever I went to college and I joined my college organization there. And from there, I started planning our college events and worked my way up to planning state conferences. And then I actually moved on to uh, working for a 501c3 nonprofit or volunteering for them in Kentucky, uh, which that year we were able to raise over a hundred thousand dollars which was one of the most successful fiscal years of one of the chapters uh, throughout the entire north america because they have chapters in all three countries Um, and then i moved to florida and i worked with uh, another organization down there as a youth case manager Um, but i still had that event planning experience and i still had that that motivation there and, and it really helped because I graduated with a bachelor's in strategic communication, so event planning, marketing, PR, and I was able to move up here and become the major events manager for Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center and have a big hand in working on our Pride Festival as well as all of the things we do year-round. How long does it take to actually plan the event from start to finish? Typically, I would say Pride planning starts before the Pride Festival of the previous year okay. starts. Wow. <laughs> so whenever whenever it comes to planning a, a big festival like this, you're normally thinking about those things for the next year whenever you're getting ready to go into the groundwork for the current year. So right now we're looking at 2022 as our 29th year, but we're also in discussions and in talks about, okay, next year's our 30th. What are we going to do? How are we going to make it bigger? And how are we going to celebrate having 30 years of pride right here in the Lehigh Valley? So with you starting so soon, you kind of came in, I guess, at the beginning of planning for next year, right? I I came in at a really good spot, but it was also a really funny spot because the day that I started, they told me, okay, this Friday we have a conference for the entire Northeastern Regional United States for pride organizers. And I said, okay, 
jump in, let's do it. And then on my first day, it was also, and two weeks out from that, we have our annual gala, which is our huge fundraising event. It's themed, it's, it's got a lot of moving parts to it. And I said, okay, amazing. And then right after gala, we moved into full pride planning, as well as all of the other monthly events that we do that fall under my umbrella. Wow. So you've been just going from... We come right in. I I hit the ground running. Um, I like to think that I haven't had any sprained ankles yet, but where I wear stiletto heels and drag, who knows? So as you're like working on planning it, what is the most challenging part so far? Honestly, we've had such a great setup and we have such great connections through Matt Easterwood, our director of development, through Stephen, through our director of communications and marketing, through Bill McGlynn, who's our interim executive director. We have such a great basis from previous years that it hasn't been too much of a challenge to really do anything. I think that if I were to say that anything was not as amazing as it could have been is just that I need to learn how to turn off my brain sometimes because sometimes my brain is constantly thinking and I'll go home and it's like 9 p.m. and I'm like, I need to make this call about Pride tomorrow. You you have to find that good balance because it's, it's a great setup that we have and, and it's worked wonderfully for us. And, and for me, I think that's just the challenge is, hey, take that time for yourself. Look yeah. at your self-care. I think the challenge for us is giving the community what it deserves. You know, we finally were back in person last year for the first time in two years. Um, and there was such a concern about keeping everyone safe, but also making sure that everyone had a good time. And judging by the interest this year, it's going to be bigger and better. And people are, you know, chomping at the bit to learn more information about what's coming up. We've already announced our headliners. So there's a lot of buzz here and it's just I think the challenge is rising to the occasion and making sure that um, especially with the new team we have a we have a new uh, interim executive director as uh, Eric mentioned and Eric's new so you know there's there's new blood new energy and just trying to uh, deliver uh, to the potential that we know we can yeah I was when I saw the headliners I was very excited there are some amazing names there are some definitely some amazing names. So there's Raja O'Hara from RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. There's Alyssa Hunter from the most recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race. There is Ryan Casada, who is a trans mask musician and is absolutely so talented. And then there's Chastity Brown, who is another musician all around. They play guitar, they sing, and it's really fun for Chastity because Chastity's new album comes out, I believe it's this month. So they'll be going into promoting that and our festival is a great way for Chastity to do that. Great timing for them. Absolutely. So we were talking about your team and I actually did, I was curious about that. So how big is the team that works on planning the Pride Festival? Is it kind of like all hands on deck, everyone who's here pitches in a little bit or is there like a dedicated... So there's a there's a core committee, which is four folks, including Eric and myself. Uh, and then we've actually created an oversight committee because as Pride grows, we realize that a lot more of our team is involved in that process. So we have an oversight committee, which is uh, consisting of team members. And then, of course, as we get closer and closer to Pride, it is very much all hands on deck. And we certainly rely on a, a, a heavy group of volunteers. And we know that uh, people really want to help in any sort of way they can. So we're definitely looking for volunteers volunteers this year, right, Eric? Yes. Um, And just to speak, I think the oversight committee is a great addition because we as Bradbury Sullivan LGBTQ Community Center have grown exponentially and we have all of these different departments with different experiences. So having somebody to speak on 
behalf of the health team and having somebody to speak on our training institute on on our arts and culture and community building programs having those types of people to give those experiences as well as where they've worked previously through our pride festivals in the past they know certain things that maybe Stephen doesn't know because they worked a certain section and they're like, this is something that we can improve on for the next year. As you're like working on the process of this, what has been, what has been your favorite part of it? I think that what I personally love and what I've been given the freedom to do with Bradbury Sullivan is I get to play mad scientist (laughs) for my job. Yeah. I get to literally throw something at the wall and the wall it being the senior leadership team. And then they say, this is going to stick. We're going to do something with this and we're going to help grow what we can, what we can include. And it's, I think that's mainly my favorite thing. I would also say just having this festival and this planning as a collaborative process, because I speak as a cis white male. I do not share the same experience as Steven, who is not, it does not look like me. So what I think about and what my mind goes to is not always that same experience that someone else would have at a Pride Festival. And we need to make it as inclusive and as well presenting to make sure the community is involved and that their voices are heard. And that's one reason why our theme this year is Be Loud, Be Proud. Our voices need to be heard. Being able to kind of come together at a time where our country is continuing to to face attacks. well, LGBTQ Americans specifically. And so I think uh, Eric came up with the concept of the theme and I think it's incredibly relevant to to what we're doing and Pride very much is still a protest and is still a riot. And to capture the essence of that while celebrating who we are and, and in a fun, family-friendly way, I think is what, what gets me excited about it. I mean, last year was my first Pride on behalf of the center, but I remember I, I went to the 2019 one as a community member and was just really excited that, you know, something like this existed and people flocked to it from all over and we expect very much the same this year. Yeah, last year was actually my very first pride um i came out like the year before but it wasn't like in person so i wasn't able to like really experience it and i was like waiting because i didn't want to like have to like come up with an excuse for like why i was gone all day it was really awesome like i think it was me and my like best friend elisa's first pride and the two of us kind of like we walked in and you like see how big like the community is in this area and it's like we were like a little bit like emotionally like we can't we got to get pictures we can't that's that's definitely one thing that I was very excited to move here for was the community support. We have such a great support system in our community members, in our businesses that partner with us and sponsor us and in uh, organizations that we're able to collaborate with. There's such a great system built into Lehigh Valley yeah. of that support for the LGBTQ community. And I, I could not be more excited to see everybody come out for the Pride Festival and show that support. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what happens, like who all is there this year, because it's it's so like awesome when you go out and you're like, oh, I didn't know that like this business here was like so queer friendly. I, it's a lot of local businesses here in the Lehigh Valley and, and they've just been so, so welcoming and so supportive and growing up in Eastern Kentucky, I didn't have that experience. I grew up right in the Bible Belt. So you, you see those, those businesses that don't want to show off the rainbow flags and they don't really want to, they'll, they'll, they'll fire you for reasons, but we all know the real reason why they let you go. Yeah. 
it's very don't ask, don't tell. I really like that thing you said about how working here has let you be like a mad scientist. I really want you, I really would love to talk more about like some of those things you threw at the wall that absolutely try it out. Absolutely. So I, as the major events manager, I get to try to bring in the big events that really showcase our, what we can do in the community and, and just kind of get our name out there and give entertainment to the Lehigh Valley. So some of the things that I've been able to add on, we do drag race viewing parties here at Bradbury Sullivan Center. Um, right now, they're Fridays, doors open at six, show starts at seven. Um, I got to host the first one in drag, so that one was a lot of fun. And then actually coming up June 26th, we are partnering with Sports and Social Allentown to bring the first ever drag brunch to downtown Allentown. Um, so it's going to be amazing. We have, uh, I will be hosting that one as well. Uh, and then we have a featured performer by the name of Venus Mystique. Um, and then we also have a special guest out of town performer who is going to be coming here uh, from, from a different state. And I'm not going to give any more clues to that, but she is an amazing individual. And, and I, I learned so much every time I, I get to work with her, I get to watch her. So I've got to do those. I've got to add different things here and there to some of the events that are already existing, like our work at Wednesday shows, which happen every first Wednesday of the month. And they're at a different restaurant or location in downtown Allentown each month. Uh, so we just had the June one this past Wednesday. And one of the things that I added whenever I came here was a drag roulette set where an audience member gets to come up and spin a wheel and whatever song it lands on, the performer has to perform. And that performance, the tips that are donated during that performance actually come back to the center. That way the community gets to help us $1 at a time because that's how I got my nonprofit start was volunteering for a nonprofit that raises money $1 at a time to, to, to help the community. I love that. I never heard of that before. As much as a perfectionist that I am whenever it comes to performing, there's nothing I enjoy more than seeing a girl up there who may not know the words to a song during a drag roulette number, but absolutely knows the energy that she needs to give. And it happened uh, for, for this work at Wednesday, we had Enigma all the way from Lancaster and the song that she got was Strut by the Cheetah Girls. She didn't know the words, but she knew the energy and she is such a professional that she knew, okay, this is where I can dip, this is where I can split, this is where I can strut. And I, I love seeing performers, not just queens, but kings and everything. And, and it, it makes for a very interesting show. One of Eric's major talents, in addition to being a major events manager, is also being a fabulous drag queen. Yes. Um, so when he says he hosts, he's hosting in full drag. Yeah. And like that's just such an added bonus for our center and for the Lehigh Valley oh. to have another queen. How many years have you been doing drag? Um, as an amateur, I started in 2014. And then I started as a professional in 2017. And wow. it was actually very funny because my predecessor, Ariel Torres, who is one of our grand marshals this year, is also a drag entertainer uh, by the name of Electra Fierce St. James and is a Lehigh Valley legend. And so it was really funny coming here and and being able to, to, to be the, the on-call drag queen whenever <laughs> it's needed. Um, which we've already had to utilize. So that's that's very, uh, it's very beneficial to have. 
on the topic of drag queens, can either of you speak to like what the process was like getting such awesome guests for the Pride Festival? We've always wanted to feature queens who are uh, easily recognizable and mm -hmm. would draw a crowd. Um, so last year we had uh, Kylie Sony Glove and we had Errol Versace. Um, Errol Versace is like a Jersey girl and Kylie Sony was actually the winner of All Star 6, but she was a finalist at the time. So it was really good timing because she was still on TV as people were coming. Um, so we always look for um, entertainers that will bring in a crowd, especially a diverse crowd. So I think, you know, with Raja and Alyssa, I think we definitely have a really exciting, timely uh, duo uh, that should hopefully work well together. So specifically with Raja and Alyssa, it speaks a lot to having those queens that are notable and, and very representative of what's popular in drag. So Alyssa Hunter coming from season 14 was a great addition. Um, and Raja just coming off of All Star 6, as well as both of these queens are queens of color. And that is a huge component to the Lehigh Valley community is that there is a, a very large demographic of BIPOC citizens. So we wanted people and performers that were very representative of what our community stands for and who our community is. Um, and we tried to do that as well with our music performers. So uh, Ryan Casada or Casada is a trans mask performer, and and Chastity Brown is a BIPOC entertainer. And and it's it, we really want to speak to not everybody is going to look like me as a cis white man or in drag a cis white woman. Well, a drag white woman. <laughs> yeah. I, what? What is? How does that? How does that work? Um, I don't know. I failed science in high school. Um, but but those those kind of things to look at. And then in terms of booking, you kind of look and see whose schedule is available. And then from there, you you talk with, you know, their booking agents or the agency that works with them. And then you work out their their terms and our terms and see where they can kind of meet in the middle. And then from there, uh, it's getting approval through our executive director as well as our director of development uh, because they sign all of the papers and the contracts and the checks and basically just that's that's how the short way of how they get here. Yeah, it's a little into the weeds probably for the audience, yes. but that's exactly how yeah. we get things done. So. No, totally. Um, so I think I believe you mentioned earlier that you were you were here like working for one of the last pride that happened, right? Mm -hmm. Correct? Last year's. Mm -hmm. um, so you're probably gonna be the best person to answer. Um, do you, what is, what is it like day of trying to organize things? I think the term organized chaos is definitely applicable here. Absolutely. First of all, it's just so exciting, right? So it's just like, you've planned all year for this, you know, you've been, uh, for me, I've been promoting it week after week, month after month. And uh, this was, um, 2021 was, like I said, the first time in two years that we could even be together in person. We did do a virtual Pride in 2020. So Pride continued just yeah. in a different way. But, you know, the day of Pride, it's it's a long one. It's an exhausting one, but it's so much fun. And, you know, I was on Facebook Live and just you know, going around the, the festival grounds and just wishing everyone happy pride and hugging people and giving high fives, just such a cool vibe. And there's just so much to do that it's really worth your time to just stay a while. 
And just to add on to that, it's definitely not just a one day thing oh. of putting all this together. We start Friday morning and go until Monday afternoon oh my gosh. of set up, tear down. And I, I love the phrase organized chaos. I think that if I had to choose a sentence that describes this type of planning and implementation, it's from a philosopher of the people. And it says, this is chaos magic, Wanda. <laughs> and it's from Agatha Harkness. When you're at, when like day of the event, what, what would you say is like the most challenging aspect of that? What is the most like difficult thing that you have to keep on top of? I think for us, it's just, you know, uh, Currently, we charge for uh, admission, and I think uh, people, uh, you know, we always try to make sure that we remove costs as a barrier to folks, but we also, you know, people invested their time and money. Yeah. Uh, so to have them get the full pride experience, so communicating that to folks, um, being able to answer questions quickly, uh, making sure that it's a, it's a comfortable experience, a safe experience, an affirming experience. Uh, so that's really the challenge is just like, number one, like once you get there, like making sure that people know how much they can experience. We have a sober mm -hmm. social space. We have a, a kid's space. We have a teen space. We are, of course have a performances on the higher end uh, of our festival ground. So there's just so much to, to soak in. And I think that's the challenge is like making sure that people know what's available because we can we can advertise as much as you want. But, you know, once you're actually there, you know, there's just there's and I, like we have 100 plus vendors. There's just oh, so much to see. There's so much. I'm also right with you with like the challenge of like charging. Um, at school, I'm on the executive board for the Bloomsburg Equality Alliance there. And one of our big events is in the spring, we hold second chance prom to let everyone have like their yeah. own like affirming like prom experience. The hardest thing is like trying to decide, are we charging this year or not? And if we do charge, how much because you, we want we want everyone to come that so those, that's a hard one those events are always so much fun you know like the prom events there's three different demographics that i think are so appreciative of drag entertainers there's children who love a drag queen story time there's teenagers who are just in awe that somebody is living authentically themselves while they're still trying to kind of come to terms with themselves and the elderly. There's nothing I love more than a nursing home show because like I got to do a senior prom for, for a location that was 65 and up and you get to see so many different just appreciative people in all of those spaces. So like teenagers to college students, they're just happy to have that place. And, and I, I, I admire that for you. Thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> on your campus yeah it was this here's a really special one because we just got in like the wave of college freshmen who just came into college and they didn't get either prom like junior or senior so like mm -hmm. my friend maddie they were like bursting at the seams like i this is my first prom ever and it was really fun getting to like meet everybody who was like and their stories about like what had changed well if you need a host i will give you my card <laughs> I, I love your card We're i uh, i will i will definitely give you my card <laughs> i think it speaks to the fact that people have been waiting for a time to gather yeah. and to know that we can do that year after year is what brings thousands of people to the lehigh valley it's it's really like you know lehigh valley pride is uh you know it's a tourist attraction too i mean people i know we had a, a podcaster from arkansas come like oh fly in because they had heard about what we do here in allentown pennsylvania mm -hmm. so i mean 
we bring we bring money to the valley, we bring people to the valley, and we we reaffirm that we are an inclusive and safe space for folks. But one thing I wanted to mention is I think sometimes people think that Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center is just a pride center. That you know people think of us in June for Pride Month, which is fantastic, and we fully welcome that, and that we do have pride every single year, but we do so much more that takes up the entire year. And I think that's, uh, Pride is an opportunity to educate people about what we do, and to let people know that if they have real needs, and if they're looking for resources, we have them here at the Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I think that's a really great segue into talking about a lot of the other awesome stuff that you guys do here. Um, yeah, I mean, to rattle that rattle them off would take forever. Uh, yeah. But I know that, um, you know, at the heart of what we do is community, right? It's, it's, it's in our name. Um, so how do we go about building community? Well, we have a very strong public health front. And we know that, you know, our community faces disparities. And so trying to educate people and provide testing and and, uh, ways for people to not only equip themselves with knowledge, but to protect themselves uh, in a variety of ways. So that's that's something that um, is really crucial to to our mission. Yeah. And celebrating who we are is another aspect of that. So through arts and culture, through community building programs, we have tons of things. I mean, to push people to our website is probably the best way to go about exploring all of this, which is BradburySullivanCenter.org. But I mean, in addition to that, we offer training programs. So for businesses and organizations that are looking to educate themselves about what's uh, affirming and the best way to communicate with not only their their employees, but also with the community at, nar- at large, we have a training Institute led by Liz Bradbury, namesake of the center. Of course, we have pride programs, which which uh, Eric oversees, which is very outward facing and kind of brings people in to learn a little bit more about our center. Um, there's just an incredible amount of work that happens at our center each and every day. And our team has had to grow to kind of keep up with everything while nonprofits were taking quite a hit during the pandemic. We actually doubled in size last year. Wow. And we are just growing even more this year with Eric being an addition to the team. So we're just bursting at the seams. And I think it speaks to the fact that people really need us and want us and we really want to help. And so we're able to grow and kind of meet people where they are. That's so awesome. I think it's so important to have such a like great resource in like the area because I think regardless of where you are, it can be, it's very easy to like fall into feeling like isolated, like there's there's nothing here and then you see like an event pop up and you're like oh actually there's there is somewhere here for me moving here and doing my research to secure the job doing the research on the website which steven mentioned that the website is amazing it has so many different ways to look at what we do and i was so excited because of all of the offerings that we're able to do so there's the get tested tuesdays there's the free LGBT legal clinic that we're able to utilize, all of the community groups that we're able to do. I think if there was any type of blessing within the pandemic, it was forcing people to get creative. And so our community groups grew through that virtual format to include places where people don't have those resources and they don't have that sense of community or support system within a community group. And it's made us think creatively now about those groups. And now the majority of them, if not all of them, are held in a hybrid format. So people can come to the center, 
but we also utilize new technology to be able to keep the virtual people included um, from all across the country and all across the nation. I know one of the art history uh, events that we did recently, there was a class from Shanghai who attended and it was the, um, the Harlem Renaissance discussing queer history in the Harlem Renaissance. It was just so great to see, you know, we're reaching that far and the growth within the center, like Stephen mentioned, I, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's so great to see all of the stuff that we can do, but all of the stuff that we're building for the future. Yeah, I, it's so exciting to see stuff like this growing because like when I was in high school, like it, was, it wasn't even that long ago, like one of my best friends was like one of the people who like pushed to try and open up the like GSA there. Seeing like the team here just get like so much bigger is like very, very like hope inspiring for and that, that definitely speaks to the representation in the community. People know more about what it means to be LGBTQ these days because of places like Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center. Of all of the events, I know you guys do so much. Um, what's your favorite one that you do here? Oh my goodness. <laughs> one? I can't. Oh wait, I what are your favorites? Of, so aside from, aside from Pride, uh, Eric spoke to the value of our community groups. It's where people with shared interests or shared identities can come together safely and, and celebrate and just learn more about each other. So I'm part of Breathe, which is a queer spirituality group um, that started virtually as a result of the pandemic and has now transformed into a hybrid uh, model. But uh, just finding other people of faith or people questioning their faith is just um, something that's been really important to me and my husband. Uh, so just finding groups that that are meeting a need, you know, people are LGBTQ plus and this, that, whatever. Um, you know, my husband is neurodivergent and actually he is facilitating our neurodivergent group called PRISM. So like as people in the community tell us what they need, we are trying to accommodate as much as we can given our bandwidth and, and meeting people where they are. Um, so, I mean, the community groups are fun. I also really enjoy the the events that, that Eric puts together with pride programs uh, and major events. So, I mean, there's just, there's just so much. And some of these things are less sexy, but really, really important. So like getting tested, like I can't stress this enough, like, getting tested especially in light of a pandemic like just taking ownership and uh, priority of your health in all facets right so just making sure people know that they have these things available to them and that they're for free i i might be a little biased but that's just because i put on some of these events i love our work at wednesdays because we get to bring in so many different local entertainers and showcase so many different talents that they have um and it, it's just so amazing to see and and i love our our groups i i try to come out every time that it's on we have a monthly board game group g-a-y-m-e because gay um <laughs> And, and it's just a place for people to sit down and, and play games like Clue or Apples to Apples or Cards Against Humanity or different things along those lines. And it, it, it gives a space for people to just relax a little bit. Um, and in terms of some of the, I guess, to take Stephen's phrasing, less sexy of our, our offerings, I love the legal clinic. I My previous job working with LGBTQ youth, I worked primarily with trans-identified youth. And the biggest things that they were running into was how do I get my name changed? How do I get my gender marker changed on my license or on my ID? How do, how can I move forward 
and and live as 100% myself as I can. So having that offering of a legal clinic where people can come and learn to legally change their names um, and, and have that offering uh, even further with, with different aspects of like wills or, or uh, powers of attorney because those things uh, while those have been a big stress for the LGBTQ community for so long, people before marriage equality were not able to go see their partners in hospitals in a lot of places. They weren't able to be that power of attorney to make those decisions. They weren't able to be the recipient of their partner's belongings should they happen to unfortunately pass. So, so having that kind of resource here in the Lehigh Valley, I love to see. And it's not just because my mom works with a law firm and I get to tell her about all the amazing things. Agreed. It's, it's a fantastic resource. I've used it myself. Um, and yeah, just getting the word out is kind of my challenge as the director of communications and marketing. It's just, we have so much to offer the community. It's a struggle to just kind of let everyone know about it. Uh, one thing I did want to quickly pu- plug. Yeah. Um, so social media is kind of where we live in the digital space. And especially during the pandemic, when our doors were temporarily closed, that's how we were getting a lot of information out. Uh, so we've made it pretty easy to follow us on social media, regardless of platform. So our handle is BSC Lehigh Valley on all platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're on it, except for TikTok, we might get there. Um, but it's, it's where you can find more information information. Um, if navigating a website is difficult or if you're already on Facebook, you can just check out our page and see what we do. There's just a wealth of stuff. And right now during Pride Month, there are a lot of great organizations offering fundraisers that, you know, the proceeds come back to our center. So we're we're shouting them out and we're really grateful for uh, people lifting us up, not just during June, but, but year round. Yeah. Um, and kind of like looking into the future, is there anything that we have that you have planned coming up that you're just really excited about? Uh, one thing that I'm very excited for coming up again, I'm a little bit biased because it is my baby. <laughs> um, June 26th, I, I mentioned earlier, is our first drag brunch here in downtown Lehigh Valley or downtown Allentown in the Lehigh Valley um, with Venus Mystique and our surprise special guest and myself as a host and performer. I, I'm so very pleased to see it come together with this partnership because, because it, it's, we don't have stuff like that here as much as we should. And, and I want to make uh, I, the theme is pride icons because it's June. So as of gay course. as possible, it, it's, it's good. It's going to be such an amazing moment because we're, we literally put it on sale on a Friday at 10 a.m. And by 1 p.m., I was getting messages from Sports and Social saying, we are almost sold out. We are two-thirds of the way there. And we are now, I think, down to maybe four seats. Oh, my gosh. Um, so if if there's a spot open and you're able to look for it, go to bradburysullivancenter.org slash dragbrunch underscore June 2022. Um, and use our link there to try to get that. It's $20 a ticket. And there are, it's a 21 plus event, but there are $5 mimosas, $5 Bloody Marys, and $5 specialty crush cocktails. So Sports and Social does their own specialty drink, which they call a crush. And it is all fresh squeezed juice that's in-house. And they are having one specially made for this brunch that they are going to make in-house for us. And and I, I just, well, I love any opportunity to make a fool of myself for the community and to help raise money for the center <laughs> with our drag roulette numbers. Um, and just to get to work and with 
other entertainers and just to get to see people after the pandemic people are so excited to be out at these events because they haven't been able to do it for two years two three years and now being able to get back in those spaces and being able to it's almost like a family reunion everyone's so excited to be there and then there's grandma over in the corner who's just so proud of everybody that's there i'm the grandma (laughs) i i'm so excited about the like beginning of like drag brunches in the area those are really big in bloomsburg where i go to school Mm -hmm. um and I was like, I was, I was like looking up. I was like, I need stuff to do because I'm used to like some of the stuff they have there. Well, and it's so exciting to see the growth of the entertainers who get to come back for yeah. those things. So, just like for my for my personal performance experience, like at the end of June, I will be changing my name because it doesn't reflect who I am as a performer anymore. I've I've grown so much, and I don't take myself as seriously as I did. <laughs> um, and now I will walk out on a stage in Crocs, pigtails, and Jeffrey Dahmer glasses and do a stalker version of You You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Wait until Taylor's version comes out. <laughs> um, but but no, you like it's so great to see and to inspire those people who come and watch and they're like, I wanna do that someday. Okay, that's amazing. I want more performers because one, that makes my job easier for our work at Wednesdays and for our events for people to come out and perform at. And two, I just want to see our community as creative as possible. And that's one of the one of the avenues that they can choose from, as well as some of the stuff that we do with social media and, and all of our communications. You know, Stephen is absolutely amazing at getting out the word of what we are doing, why we are doing it, and how it's coming to be. And he thinks about so many different things that nobody else does. And, and I think that's such a great component of being creative for our community. I appreciate that. I think that this is just a continuation of finding uh, queer spaces in the Lehigh Valley. If you go back in time, which we've been able to do through our um, community archive, there has always been queer celebration in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, You know, in our earlier days, there were several gay bars to choose from. Now, unfortunately, we don't have any. I believe the last one just closed recently, Yes, so Stonewall Lehigh Valley closed last year, and we were actually part of the commemoration of that um, because it's, it's... it's a stamp on our history and we want to make sure that we remember, uh, you know, it's, it's importance and legacy in our area. But, you know, in lieu of that, we have been finding other ways to celebrate and bring people together. Um, you know, for example, we partner with Fegley's Brew Works in Allentown um, every month and do a Proud in Silk night, um, you know, and proceeds benefit our center. And it's a, it's a night of drag and drinks and DJs and karaoke. And it's just like, you know, it's it's reminiscent of those days where we had, you know, gay bars. But, you know, we, we do try to offer, you know, queer spaces and places that are affirming and, and, and exciting for folks to join. So even though we don't have, you know, those establishments anymore, you still can celebrate and be who you are no matter what. Fegley's has been such a great supporter. They're also our food sponsor for RuPaul's Drag Race viewing parties. So if you want free food, come out on Friday nights and and watch RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 7. It's all connected. For moving on, for anyone listening who wants to maybe get involved in helping out at the center and with Pride and with all of your awesome events and programming that you do, um, what what would you suggest? Where should they look for getting involved in the community? I'll speak specifically to volunteering. Okay. Um, go to bradburysullivancenter.org slash volunteers. Sign up and, and you can come and volunteer at a lot of our events, including our 
2022 Lehigh Valley Pride Festival uh, presented by Glamazon. Um, and you can also be involved at our gala. You can be involved at Pride Nights, a lot of different events that we're doing. So I'll, I'll speak directly to that. But as far as getting involved as a community member, I'll leave that to Stephen. Yeah, I mean, really, our website is the best place to go. So it's BradburySullivanCenter.org slash volunteer. And there are many ways to connect. Um, Pride is one of the most visible ways to connect. And so um, our Pride website is BradburySullivanCenter.org slash Pride. Um, we are constantly updating that page with information. You know, at, soon um, we will be unveiling our vendor applications for folks because I know people have been really interested in like having a space at Pride. So we're slowly rolling things out. Um, currently, you can volunteer uh, and sign up for Pride. So um, there's just plenty of information. Um, but we do want to remind folks that, you know, we could use help year round. So, you know, connecting with us online is the best way to do that. Yeah. And and just show up. Like if if you want to come to events and you want to you want to come and experience what we do here at the center, look at our calendar. Show up. We have so many different group offerings, so many different events. Just just look at just show up and get the information and come and enjoy yourself. Yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing that we can always preach to people is just come and enjoy yourself. Be loud, be proud, and have a good time. <laughs> that was a great way to put it. Well, thank you for speaking with me. I This was awesome and very fun. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. I, yeah. I, I think I speak, speak for both of us. Having this type of resource is a great opportunity for people to hear about what's going on in the Lehigh Valley. And, and thank you. Thank you for being a part of it. Before I close out this episode, I just wanted to give one more big thank you to the Bradbury Sullivan LGBTQ Community Center for letting me come down and talk to them. Um, they do some really amazing things in our community, and you should definitely go and check out some of the awesome programming that they do, especially their huge Pride Festival that's going to be happening at the end of August. Um, and for to go and check out anything that we talked about today, uh, please give their website uh, a look. That is BradburySullivanCenter.org. And any information about volunteering and upcoming events and pride can all be found there. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Thank you.